Good morning and welcome. This is Reverend John Yaxley on the Methodist podcast for Ellesmere Port. And today, wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever your stage on life's journey, we hope you find a welcome here and a good space and place to be. Here's an opening prayer, shall we pray? Lord God, we just thank you for this day. Thank you that we can access this space and place today, just where we are. We come to you, Lord God, searching and seeking you. Thank you that you welcome us with your love. Help us to find you and be found by you and know all that we need here now. Amen. So here's our song, Lord, I come to you. Lord, I come to you. Let my heart be changed, renewed, flowing from the grace that I found in you. Says I see in me will be stripped away by the power of your love. Hold me close, let your love surround.
Haggai, chapter 1, verses 15 to chapter 2, verse 9. I call to build the house of the Lord. In the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Josadad, the high priest, this is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say, the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Is it time for you yourselves to be living in your panelled houses while this house remains a ruin? Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages, only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honoured says the Lord. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why? declares the Lord Almighty. Because of my house, which remains a ruin, while each of you is busy with your own house. Luke chapter 20, verses 27 to 38 paying taxes to Caesar. Keeping a close watch on him, they sent spies who pretended to be sincere. They hoped to catch Jesus in something he said, so that they might hand him over to the power and authority of the governor. So the spies questioned him, Teacher, we know that you speak and teach what is right and that you do not show partiality, but teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? He saw through their duplicity and said to them, Show me a denarius, whose image and inscription are on it. Caesar's, they replied. He said to them, Then give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. They were unable to trap him in what he said there in public. And astonished by his answer, they became silent. Master, speak my servant here and wait 
do we mean what we say? I'd like to begin this message by speaking out to you the covenant prayer in the Wesley tradition. It's slowly connected with the Methodist church or the Methodist faith. And what I'm going to do is read it slowly and carefully because the words are quite deep and profound. I am no longer mine but yours. Put me to what you will. Rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you. Exalted for you or brought low for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and wholeheartedly yield all things to you, to your pleasure and disposal. And now glorious and blessed God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. So be it, and let this covenant now made on earth be ratified in heaven. Amen. It is said that this covenant or the words of this covenant were written at a time when life was much more uncertain and when life expectancy could be very short. This covenant prayer is a radical declaration of love and loyalty to the God whose nature and name is love. The prayer directs those who pray it to the source and origin of love and, and of life. And it help, helps us refocus our life upon the one who is love. It reorders and realigns our life and mission with the life of God. It's like a pledge of missional discipleship that directs us beyond ourselves towards unity with Christ in the world that God loves. So a covenant we probably already know is an agreement between two individuals or groups of people and it's supposed to be quite serious or really Otherwise, why, why bother to make it or say it in the first place? My dad was a farmer in Norfolk. He would sometimes say, a man's word is his bond. And growing up, I would not understand what dad was saying or what it meant. I just remember those words from my earliest years. I suppose he would sometimes make an agreement or a covenant with another farmer or someone, probably for sale of animals, but possibly for something else. And he would stick to that agreement. And sometimes he probably lost money by doing that. 
At that time, I don't think the word gazumping probably had been heard of or existed. I understand gazumping is the practice of outbidding or offering more money for a property, often a house, when someone else has already reached an arrangement at a lower price. So the seller gets the money, they get more money, but the person who thought they had brought the house didn't get the house. It was all very, or is, all very unsatisfactory. Dad would stick to his principles and I believe he, he was respected locally for that. Do we mean what we say? Queen Elizabeth II will always be remembered for her promise when she came to the throne. Here it is. I declare before you all that my whole life whether it be short or long, shall be devoted to your service and the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. The Queen lived a life of unstinting service and dedication to duty. It felt that we could trust her and that she was a person of true integrity. What she said she would do she did. She did mean what she said. Somehow we don't seem to have leaders like that these days. People of integrity. Those who make a commitment, a pledge, a covenant and stick to it. The two Bible readings we have heard today, firstly from Haggai chapter 1 verse 6, the Lord God says, give careful thoughts to your ways. People were basically looking after themselves and their properties and not bothered about the place of worship where they worship God. It was in ruins. So they were reprimanded and told to think and consider their lifestyles. In Luke chapter 20, Jesus taught that people should give to God what was his and to Caesar what was his. So again, it was about lifestyles and honesties. It was spies who came to Jesus with the question about paying taxes. They were not honest people and they wanted to trap him and hand him over to the authorities. We thought about the Queen, her lifestyle and commitment to service. We easily move on to bemoaning our government, where it does seem hard to trust anyone. Our Bible reminds us to pray for those who lead us and are in authority. We need to remember that and to do that. And we should look at our own lifestyles. Do we mean what we say? Our grandson, Samuel, now lives in the USA, but he was born in Jordan almost six years ago. Unexpectedly, he was born with spina bifida. 
although we had the right scans and tests and so on, it was not picked up before birth and we were in shock. I remember saying to God around that time, God, if it helps Samuel to be healed, look, I've, I've had 60 years, I've had a good life, just take my life. And then quite quickly, probably a few weeks later, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And I remember saying to God, hang on, hang on God, I'm not quite sure I actually meant what I said. So easily we say things and might then need to reconsider them. So some verses from the Bible about integrity and speaking and listening. James chapter 1 verse 19. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Proverbs 10 verse 9. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. Psalm 41. Because of my integrity, you uphold me and set me in your presence forever. Titus chapter 2 In everything set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching show integrity, seriousness and soundness of speech. 2 Corinthians 1 Now this is our boast. Our conscience testifies that we have conducted ourselves in the world and especially in our relationships with you, with integrity and godly sincerity. So back to where we started in this message, to the Methodist Covenant. What would our world look like today if we all not just read it, but lived by it. So here it is again. I am no longer my own but yours. Put me to what you will. Rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you. Exalted for you all brought low for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and wholeheartedly yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now, glorious and blessed God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, this covenant made here on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Just a thought, maybe we could, to help memorize this, we could uh, print it off, pin it on our fridge or somewhere where we often can see it. It's worth keeping in front of us, I think. So as the message closes this morning, 
I don't know about you, but I often get things in life wrong. I certainly don't always live life in the way that God wants me to. But every day and every moment there's an opportunity to seek his forgiveness and to ask him to live powerfully in me and help me through the day. And that's wonderful. Thank you for listening in. Okay, so here's some prayers. Lord, you know about every part of our lives, the things that give us joy, the times we let ourselves and others down, how we make pledges and don't always keep them as we should. Thank you that we can ask your forgiveness. We do this right now, knowing your love is always there, that you restore us and that you set us again on the path of life. Give us your strength to be all that you call us to be and have for us. Thank you for all the beauty we see around us, the amazing colours of autumn, the varieties of wildlife, the sunrise and sunset. For relative safety and freedom in this land, thank you for family, friends and faith, for all you allow us to enjoy. Bless those who mourn, who are lonely, isolated and persecuted. Be near in the places where minorities are suffering, especially women. We remember those who are hungry and on the streets. Help us to bring comfort to them and others and make a positive difference in our communities, streets and neighbourhoods. And considering again our theme today, enable us to really mean what we say. Amen. The Lord's Prayer Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. We now have the song, Let Us Build a House. Let us build a house where love can dwell and all can safely live. 
A place where saints and children tell How hearts learn to forgive Built of hopes and dreams and visions Rock of faith and vault of grace Here the love of Christ shall end divisions All are welcome, all are welcome, all are welcome in this place Let us build a house where prophets speak And words are strong and true
and now a prayer of blessing. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. The rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hands. Amen.